0: What's up, everybody? You're listening to Trail Tales, episode number 74. I am your host, Kyle O'Grady. I am a huge hiking nerd, and every single week on this podcast, I chat with other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. I took the last two weeks off, the first time in Trail Tales history that I didn't post an episode for two weeks in a row honestly it felt pretty good it was a nice break i feel refreshed and i'm really excited to be back at it now and share my conversation with follow bigfoot from youtube an appalachian trail through hiker and the fkt holder for the superior hiking trail in minnesota it's been a long time since i've done one of these episodes on the quote lesser known trails and so it was really cool to hear about the superior hiking trail, something that's been on my radar for a long time. So Bigfoot gives a ton of information that you're gonna want to hear about. If you're interested in through hiking this trail, I mean he went super in-depth, super thorough. It was it was really cool to hear. And he also talks a bunch about his FKT, his fastest known time. And uh it's it's pretty interesting. Like it's it's crazy folks. Like setting an unsupported fastest known time like this really blows my mind and so it was great to talk to him about that so bigfoot when you hear this thank you so much for coming on and i'd love to chat again soon if this is your first time listening i have 73 other episodes that you can go check out so head over to trailtalespod.com and listen to those instagram follow me on instagram at kyle hates hiking Follow the show on Instagram at Tales Pod and check out my YouTube channel. Again, Kyle hates hiking. If you just search that on YouTube, you can see my very sarcastic and ridiculous hiking videos. That would be much appreciated. We're gonna get into the conversation in just a second. But first, guys, I'm so excited to announce that TrailTales officially has a sponsor, and not just any sponsor, but a company whose products I've been using for legitimately the past five years, long before I ever started this podcast, long before I even through-hiked the Appalachian Trail, and that company is Sawyer Products. I'm sure that many of you already know who Sawyer is, but what you might not know is that May is actually Lyme Disease Awareness Month. Now, getting Lyme disease from a deer tick bite is a huge concern where I live up here in Vermont, up here in the Northeast. But believe it or not, Lyme disease has actually been discovered in all 50 states and more than 300,000 cases are reported to the CDC every single year, 300,000 plus cases every year. That's not too great, so folks, let me tell you about the best way to prevent a tick bite and to keep yourself safe from Lyme disease. That would be Sawyer's Permethrin spray. Again, folks, I've been spraying my clothes with Sawyer's Permethrin for literally years. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the show before as well. I've never been bitten by a tick And it turns out that you're actually 70 times less likely to get bitten by a tick if you're wearing permethrin-treated shoes and socks. It lasts for six weeks or six washes, whichever comes first. It's odorless after drying, so you don't need to worry about smelling like hiker trash and chemicals and it can even help keep the mosquitoes off you so honestly thank you so much to sawyer for helping support the show be sure to check out sawyer.com to learn more about their awesome products and let's get into my conversation with bigfoot the fkt holder for the superior hiking trail right here we go bigfoot what's up man thanks so much for taking the time today i'm stoked hey hey
1: thanks for having me on kyle uh appreciate it's an honor and uh yeah it's uh things are things are going well so uh i was actually on a uh a live chat today with with another youtuber too so it's it's been a busy day but I, i love doing this stuff man
0: dude i was on that same live chat funny enough darwin was nice enough to to invite us on, which was really cool. So uh, yeah, that, that was yeah. a lot of fun. This will be out. This will be out a about a week after it happened. But um, I was I was super fortunate to to be on there honestly because I only have like five and a half thousand subscribers, and and that's the thing with Darwin and honestly everybody that I've talked to that's a hiker that has a channel and and stuff like they they don't they don't really care that i only have you know a fraction of the amount of followers or subscribers that uh, that are at least speaking to darwin that he, that he did you know he was just he liked my videos um we we've actually done an episode on here as well and and uh he invited me on that stuff doesn't matter to him and we had a great conversation so i was i was i was super i felt super fortunate honestly and um, I enjoyed your guys' little chat as well. It was a little bit briefer than ours, but I know you're a busy man these days. So, uh... oh, speaking of that, by the way, I wanted to wait till we were recording to say this, but congrats on the uh, the child coming real soon here.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, T-minus, I don't know. It's less than 90 days. I know that. We just started the third trimester on Sunday. So we're excited. Uh, we have a baby boy coming. And it is, uh, yeah, it's he's going to be here before we know it. So life is changing. We're ready i'm 39 uh miss bigfoot or tammy is uh, i you know i keep on saying miss bigfoot and people <laughs> correct me on that it's not miss bigfoot more, it's mrs bigfoot yeah yeah uh yeah. we got married in october but yeah we're we're just really excited to be parents and i hope that he uh you know i mean i hope that he enjoys the outdoors even at a fraction like i uh enjoy them so but we're we're very fortunate
0: Oh, Thank I'm you. sure. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure he's going to enjoy, it. and he's going to be like the coolest kid in school because his dad's a famous YouTuber. <laughs> I
1: don't know how much about the famous thing. but You know <laughs> what? I think what uh, we're another big thing that's that's super important to me, and in, and in, in, in probably is as passionate about hiking as I'm about this. And it's Halloween. I know it's kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> we we have talked. Me and my wife have talked about this. That I'm sure at school, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, that's a dude." Uh, or that's the kid that's got that really awesome Halloween house with all the decorations. <laughs> so we we actually had a thousand people show up to Halloween last year and we oh live in a area we, yeah our our the size of our population of our little town is thirty seven hundred
0: so <laughs>
1: I, it it was crazy. it's Halloween's a a big deal to to us over here, so
0: dude, that's crazy. You live in you live in Minnesota, right? Did I get that right.
1: Yep. Awesome, okay. Far, the you know, North, yep, Minnesota.
0: I, I have never been to Minnesota. I, I I haven't been to like that entire part of the country. Like it split the country down the middle and I I've, I've hardly even been to the West Coast too. I'm really a an East Coast boy at heart, but um the Superior Hiking Trail, what we're going to talk about quite a bit today, has always been on my radar for some reason and you hold the unsupported. I'm gonna make sure I get this right. The unsupported FKT for the Superior Hiking Trail. I know you and Darwin were talking a little bit about that terminology, the FKT terminology today. The unsupported FKT, um, which is totally awesome. Why don't you tell me the time again? I know it was seven days and something hours, whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But by the way, and I, I know this, uh, I get this question a lot. What what does FKT mean? It it stands for fastest known time. There are there are three different types of FKTs. There's a supported one where you can have, there's really no rules outside of having to actually hike every uh, piece of the trail, which is obviously a rule for all three, but you can have any support that you ha- that you want. Uh, then there's the self-supported, which is uh, you can go anywhere by foot. You can drop food drops. If you walk past a burger joint, you can hit a burger. You can even <laughs> stay in a hotel if you wanted to walk to a hotel or motel. And then the unsupported, which is the one that I did, is uh, all you get is what you start with and you have to stay on trail you uh you can't use toilet paper in a bathroom you uh the only thing you really can do which i didn't do but uh you can get rid of stuff you just can't take anything with you so uh but my uh, record was seven days 13 hours 25 minutes was the final record
0: yeah that's uh, dude that's it's so badass honestly like i was saying before we started recording here I am not, you know, I'm not a slow hiker. I hike probably faster than the average through hiker, but nowhere close to FKT level. So I think that's awesome. And we're going to get into that later on in the episode. I do want to start real quick here. Lately I've been forgetting to have my guests like introduce themselves. So you've done a lot beyond just the FKT of the superior hiking trail. So yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure most people listening probably know who you are already. But for those that don't, why don't you just introduce yourself and talk about what you've hiked.
1: Yeah, uh, my name is Bigfoot. I have a YouTube channel called Follow Bigfoot. I did. I had a kind of a late start into through hiking uh, and long distance hiking. It wasn't until I think I was maybe in my early 30s when just the idea of that started to ponder in my in my head. But I uh, uh, got the name. Everyone always asks me, "How do you get the name Bigfoot?" And actually. Uh, me and my brother, uh, I'm the oldest, uh, he's the second oldest, we go, we used to go on a yearly trip. Uh, We started off by doing stuff around the Midwest, then we went out to the West Coast, then we started going to the East Coast. And uh, we stumbled upon the ATC. And I got this idea that I wanted to through hike the AT. But uh, during all of our adventures, uh, we our our spirit animal is Bigfoot. He's like, uh, just (laughs) this uh, uh, mystical creature that we talk about. And and when you're with somebody out in the middle of the woods for an extended period of time, you start to get really goofy. And we just have all kinds of different scenarios. We talk about Bigfoot, like he's just this large in life character. And uh, anyway, um, we when I when I told him I was going to through hike the the Appalachian Trail, he's like, "You know, you know, your trail name's got to be Bigfoot." And and that <laughs> kind of just has stuck just because Bigfoot's a really big deal to us. So I know people ask me that question a lot, but uh, my my really kick off into long distance hiking, honestly, was the Appalachian Trail. I think before the Appalachian Trail, the longest hike that I ever had done in one setting might have been like 80 miles or 70 miles. Uh, and it was probably on a section I'd like getting ready for the AT, to be quite honest. A lot of stuff that I did was more shorter hikes, 30, 40 miles. I was carrying, you know, 50, 50 40, 30 pound weights Ooh. on my back. So it was a lot different than what, what I do now. But I threw hiked hike the Appalachian Trail in 2016 uh i i the unique thing that i had about this is i i was one of one of two people that i met on the trail that actually had a job uh and i was fortunate enough to have my job basically pay for me to through hike the appalachian trail oh, uh, nice. I, I saved up yeah i saved up enough vacation and uh was uh, every 10 years with uh with the company I work for, which which is McDonald's, uh, the McDonald's, the, the fast food restaurant. Oh yeah, team.
0: big fan. I yeah. love McDonald's. Yeah, I me love too. I still <laughs> I can
1: I can still eat it. I still crave it when I'm on the trail. It's crazy. I've been working for the company for like 18 years, but uh, I, I got a I got a, a, a sabbatical, and with all of the time that I accrued, I had about 13 weeks off, 13 or 14 weeks off. Maybe it was 15. Um, but uh, I, I devised this plan that I could through hike the Appalachian Trail in 100 days. I had 108 days off from work. So I, I, set off to do it in a hundred days. So that's what what introduced me into ultralight backpacking. Cause I needed every single advantage that right, that I right. could have out there. Uh, but, but I did, uh, I did complete it. Uh, it was actually just shy of a hundred days, but I did that in 2016. Uh, I have done the John Mead trail. Uh, I did the Ozark trail. I have done, uh, obviously the superior hiking trail that you, uh, that you spoke about, um, Let's see here. I have done the Tour de Mont Blanc, which was over in Europe. It's actually the most beautiful hike that I've ever been on. Oh, nice. uh, I did it. Yeah, I did uh, the Great Outdoor Challenge last year with uh, some guys from Z I did that with Darwin over in Scotland, right? Yep, yep. Hiking across Scotland, and uh, I think there's actually a a trail that I'm missing here. Um I've, I've done lots of different sections. <laughs> That's hikes. how you
0: know when you're like an experienced hiker. when you start to forget shit, you're like, oh, I think I did some yeah. other stuff too, but I can't quite remember.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think I've counted. i I'm over 4,000. In the last four years, I I've hiked over 4,000 miles. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been awesome. And I, it's great because I, I have a, a job that allows me to be able to do that. I have a wife that allows me, to, to do that and supports (laughs) me. So it just, it just works. I just wish I would have gotten into this younger, like, like you did, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, you know, that's, that's my only regret as I started a little bit later, but uh, I don't regret anything. I, I, I'm having a blast out there. I love the trail.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. You've definitely got some miles under your belt for sure. Also, did did I hear you say Appalachian trail? I thought you're from the North. I thought only people down South said it like that.
1: Yeah. uh, I, I used to always say Appalachian. And I got roasted so many times on (laughs) my videos. Really? Damn. Um, And and I've talked to so many different people. I've talked to the ATC, which uh, almost like half the people say Appalachian. The other people say Appalachian. And I just decided if I start saying Appalachian, nobody corrects me. It's only one until, now, so,
0: until now, <laughs> yeah, until now. Yeah, until
1: you said, yeah. You're like, so, I just so can't now, win,
0: man. They just keep talking shit about the way I yeah, said it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. Uh, so it's ingrained in my head now that I, I just say Appalachian.
0: So That's you're so the first
1: funny. person to say to call that out since I, I started doing that like two years ago. I didn't, I didn't <laughs>
0: know if it was like a Minnesota <laughs> thing. I don't know because I – Maybe maybe it was the same for you, but I feel like on my thru hike, as soon as I got into like Pennsylvania, it's almost like a a, a switch flipped, right? Like all of a sudden, people just go from Appalachian. I can't even say it without like it's just so, it just sounds so wrong to me, like Appalachian Trail. Yeah, jail.
1: it is. <laughs> but when, when I when I was, it's funny because when I was starting my channel, I started my channel when I was training for the AT, and. I'm not the best at pronouncing stuff that, that, that is definitely a downfall of mine. If, uh, if you go back or anybody goes back and watches parts of my AT videos, I just butcher names anyway, but I'm like, I want to make sure that I say, uh, the, the Appalachian trail. Correct. So like I did all this research on like, how do you pronounce <laughs> it? And it was like half the Appalachian and half the Appalachian. I'm like, what in the hell? You just can't win. Uh, <laughs>
0: it's yeah, going to be wrong yeah. to half
1: the population, no matter what you say. Yep and I remember the first time I saw uh, katad and I'm trying to think how I pronounced it katadin katad Kataydin. <laughs> I forgot I just remember going how do you pronounce that so it was just kind of funny but uh, yeah yeah man I, I I naturally will just say Appalachian now I don't even have to think about it anymore
0: that's so funny I've never had anybody give me crap for it because like, I you know when I first started my channel especially. I also obviously don't get as many views as you do don't have close to as many subscribers but I've never had anybody Except for maybe people joking jokingly, like, oh, you're saying it wrong, haha, love from North Carolina or whatever. But um you know, I've never had anybody like <laughs> seriously give me crap for it. So I don't know. Let me know, people yeah, listening. I... Let me know how you say it. I'd love to hear. <laughs> there you go.
1: I have had so many people type it out phonetically on my <laughs> YouTube channel. And I don't I don't let you know, it, it I have really thick skin and I don't I don't let little things bother me. But uh but that was one I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to start saying it like this and then I don't have to, I don't have to respond to people anymore. So
0: (laughs) that's funny. That's funny. Well, dude, um, let's talk about the superior hiking trail. So as I was telling you before we started recording, for some reason, this trail has been on my radar for a long time. And honestly, dude, I think I know what it is. I think it was shugs videos. When I first started to get into backpacking, I was 16. I was 15, honestly, like 15, 16, uh, you know, halfway through high school and I was just YouTubing and, and Shug, you know, he's been doing YouTube videos for a long time, obviously. And so I think I just happened to stumble across his videos. Maybe I was looking at hammocks and then all of a sudden I started watching his, his superior hiking trail videos. I, I think it was him. And oh, yeah. and uh totally so that's yeah. kind of just how I learned about it. And and so I've always known about this trail, but I've re- I've never really known very much about this trail, which is why I'm excited to talk to you today. And then, of course, I'm excited to talk about the FKT stuff as well. But to start off here, dude, um, it's been a while since I've done one of these episodes, but I like to do these episodes where I I have a guest on who's hiked one of these, quote, lesser known trails. I know the Superior Hiking Trail is still a pretty famous trail, but lesser known in comparison to the Appalachian Trail or the PCT, something like that. <laughs> so Mm -hmm. so um first of all let's just let's just start by going over some of the basic information about this trail um some of the stuff that that a prospective through hiker might google when researching the trail i guess so but but to start Mm -hmm. off first of all just for those that don't know what is the superior hiking trail where is it how long is it just the basic information
1: yeah yeah well it is uh it's one of the scenic trails it is up in northern minnesota it actually uh, goes around Lake Superior, uh, Lake Superior, the biggest natural, uh, lake in, in, in the world, fresh, fresh water that is. And, uh, but you, but you actually, the, the, the trail is designed where you are basically hiking around the North shore. Uh, so it, it's, it's very rocky, very rooty, but it, it's also beautiful, and it's the most beautiful part of, of Minnesota. A lot of people, by the way, I'm going to be saying Minnesota, and everyone knows that I'm from Minnesota, so I say it a lot differently than everyone else. So uh, <laughs> you can make fun of my accent. But, I
0: love, I love the accent. Uh, but whenever I get a guest on that has like an accent, not not that yours is that thick compared to uh, some of the the southern folks I've had on. But uh, I, I love the accents, oh, yeah. man. They they definitely Good. come out during the podcast too.
1: Good. Well, for for a long time until I moved on to St. Louis. I, I never thought i had an accent i, I thought everyone else did and i thought they're all weird fools so <laughs> but anyway that's that's another story but uh so so the the sht uh it, it's uh, 310 miles 311 miles uh, it starts basically at the border of canada like you you can probably take a piss and, and hit canada at uh, the top <laughs> of the 270 overlook uh close enough anyway uh, and, and then it's going to hug around the North shore of Lake Superior, kind of veers off, uh, maybe 10 miles and, and back to it, uh, over the course, all the way, uh, through downtown Duluth, uh, which, which is, a, a major, a major city that, uh, uh, is, uh, on the Southern part of, of the, uh, of the Lake. And then it ends at the Minnesota and Wisconsin border, uh, it is uh, I, i'll tell you the, the best time to, to through hike the sht is in the fall where the bugs will be minimal a, a lot of people like to complain about uh bugs on, on the trail and, and i always find it amusing when people talk about mosquitoes and in, in different times of the year i have never been anywhere that has been worse than the northern minnesota northern minnesota woods we have thirteen thousand lakes in, in minnesota so they can be really thick and and, and heavy uh, but, uh, I don't recommend doing any through hikes in the middle of summer. Uh, just with dealing with that, I actually tried to, my first attempt of the FKT in the middle of July and it was a total big mistake, but <laughs> the fall, what, what the best thing about it is, is the bugs go away, the fall colors start popping and it is just beautiful. Um, the one, the one thing that, uh, that I, I didn't really take into consideration until about a week beforehand when the, uh, the guy that, was helping me prepare for this. His name is Juice. He actually held the record before me. Oh, wow. uh, was that I was going to be hiking through uh, probably the most intense time of, of the trail where leaves are falling, which means that I'm probably not going to be able to see all the rocks and the roots in the trail. And he was like spot on. I, I think most <laughs> of the time I was hiking in like two to five inches of foliage on the ground, and I couldn't I couldn't see the trail. Uh, I just just beat up my 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 feet, my shoes, my my toes from all. All the rocks and the roots and the stumps but yeah it's it's a great part of of minnesota there's you know probably four or five kind of solid resupply points that 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 you can hit uh that that uh, are our towns that are right along the north shore um a, a lot of people don't enjoy the last 50 mile, 55 mile section. So they added on to this trail. It used to be about 245 to miles. W- I was going to say,
0: when you said it was over 300 miles, I was like, I'm pretty sure back when I was watching Shug's videos, it was shorter than that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 It, it um, it ended at, it used to end at Martin road, which was kind of the entry into, into Duluth. Uh, and they, they, they added, I think that's that last section is about 55 miles. It doesn't have any designated campsites, which is definitely a big turnoff for a lot of people. And, uh, and, and, but there, there are some state parks, uh, that, that last one, 50 miles. You mean? Can, yeah. Yeah. The last 55. Yep. Okay. Uh, but, but you literally spend maybe 15 or 20 miles of that of hiking through Duluth. So you're hiking on like sidewalks. And walking actually down to the, the lake, uh, the lake walk, I actually thought it was beautiful. And it was kind of a nice, I like I like to have diversity in my hikes. And, and I thought that was kind of a cool little uh, thing that they add on to that, on that trail is seeing yeah, a different part of Duluth, man. So that's uh, one and, of the things
0: that... that really kind of stuck out to me when I watched your video today. Um, I know you were, you obviously kind of blew right through there because you're setting the, setting the record, but it's not, like, super often that a trail goes through a fairly heav- heavily populated town, or at least that's what it what it looked like. Um, I certainly don't really know very much about Duluth besides the fact that it, that is the most Minnesota-sounding town I've ever heard. But, um, so it literally, <laughs> like... That is, that is kind of interesting because I, I totally agree with what you just said about just having like some diversity in the terrain. And and obviously, if the whole trail was through town, it probably wouldn't be great. But just for like a little section like that, especially on a you know a, a longer through hike for, for a short through hike, I guess, um, over 300 miles like that. That does sound pretty cool, honestly. Yeah,
1: I, I thought it was great. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize they, didn't, they don't even give it a chance, uh, honestly, because a lot of people still end at Martin Road. But but oh, I, okay. I, I love that part and and honestly like there's there's like the 15 mile section after Duluth was beautiful some of some of the uh, these these little I, I, I guess there's there's a few different cliffs and rock croppings that you're hiking over and uh, there there's one area that I can't remember what the name of it was but it's a small mountain that, that you hike up I think it's just after uh, one of the ski hills out there. And, uh, it just had an incredible view and it, I wasn't expecting it because I've heard so many bad things about that section and my, uh, after hiking and I'm like, dude, these, these guys had no clue what they're talking about. They didn't even give it a chance. But the other cool thing about, you know, hiking through the superior, uh, hiking trail. Uh, so you're hiking through the iron range of, uh, Minnesota and, uh, there's a lot of iron in the water and this, maybe this is not cool to some people cause it kind of freaks <laughs> them out, but you'll go, you'll go through some of your water sources, so there's usually like tons of water, uh, lots of state parks that you're hiking through. But the water will kind of have this tint of of red in it from the iron, and uh, kind of yeah, yeah. It's it's it. I I find it cool. Uh, it doesn't bode so well with uh, the water filter. It it can clog filters pretty fast. But uh, I th- I think that's kind of just another cool cool little piece that you really you know feel in Minnesota going through that. Uh, but yeah, man, it's 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 a great hike. It's 310 miles and most people can probably do it in like three weeks Mm -hmm. and so so you don't you don't have to take uh extraordinary amount of time to be able to to hike it and uh, and i think if you time it right you you just you hit this just prime time to be in minnesota And, and again uh the fall time when the colors change is absolutely incredible if you get lucky if you get lucky you might even have a shot of seeing the northern lights
0: Dude, that's awesome. Honestly, hearing you talk about the colors and the lack of, of bugs, you know, hiking in the fall. It's very similar to over here in Vermont, like the cuz the fall is definitely the best time to to hike the long trail as well. So, it it seems like there's some parallels there. How about um as far as terrain goes, this is something I I don't understand at all cuz I've just never been over there. It looked like, you know, it certainly didn't look like the trail was flat. Um I also I also don't really recall you standing on the top of any like mountains either like you never said like i'm top on top of mount x or whatever so yeah. can, you, can you just talk about the terrain like uh climbing um how r- rough the terrain is things like that And you you, yeah. d- you did say that it, it sounds like it's a pretty uh rocky rough trail yeah
1: yeah it's it's rugged i mean i we, we know if you so you throughout like the appalachian trail when when you look at the, the elevation profile of the AT and, 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 the SHT, it's completely different. I think I, I did this and I, and, and I'm not going to get these numbers completely right, but if, if you averaged out what, what the average, uh, the average amount of elevation that you climb per mile on, on the AT, it's like 250, mm-hmm. two, it's between 235 and 250 uh, on, on the SHT, it's, it's about 150. Uh, so you're, you're, it definitely doesn't have as much elevation, but you're still climbing. So I think the total elevation of, of 300 plus miles is uh, about somewhere between 36 to 39,000 uh, feet of elevation. Every day uh, I was hiking somewhere in the low 40s, but I was cranking out you know six to seven thousand feet of elevation. So you still have climbs. Yeah. Now uh, they call them mountains up up in uh, northern Minnesota, but I don't. They're not real mountains, man. <laughs> I mean. Um, So, so it it is different from the sense of what most people, when they envision like a a mountain, uh, the, the highest, I think the, the steepest climb that you might have is six or 700 feet up, up might be mystery mountain on, on the SHT. So, uh, but, but, uh, you know, you have lots of, of those, you know, two to 400, 500 foot climbs Mm. and, and that's really not the tough part. I, I think it's just the trail itself is just so rugged. It's so rocky uh, being up on, on the iron range, it, it, it can really beat you up, beat you up. Now I, I was talking with, uh, I think it was Will Wood Redbeard, uh, when they got done doing the SHT and I was thinking about doing my first attempt of, of the, of the, uh, fastest known time. And I, I'm, I asked him like, dude, like, how do you compare it to the ATs? like, oh, it's simple, super simple. Like, okay, man, you're going to, you're going to kill it. And I, I think, you know, if you, if you're just doing like a three week through hike, which is kind of what, um, the guys did from Z-Packs when they did that. And you're hiking 15, 20 mile days. It's not bad. You, know, you take breaks. But when you're cranking, you know, 35, <laughs> 30 plus even uh, mile days, and and especially if you go during the fall where you can't see parts of the trail, I mean, my feet were so beat up. My I had a, I had a brand new pair of ultra lone peaks. I can't remember if they were the four or 4.5s, but uh, they were brand brand new, maybe like 20 or 30 miles use into it. On the third day of the trail, uh, I, I had two holes in my ultras that I could fit uh, golf balls in uh, maybe even oh, double close Now um, I know ultras get like just torn apart uh, on online and through social media with uh, just uh, how fragile they are, which I, I've had issues. I, I love the space in them and I, and I don't, I, have, I have no affiliation with Ultra by the way, but honestly, I don't think any trail running shoe would have survived. Uh, that trail and, and what I was putting through it, so right, right. It, it it was it was just uh, crazy. But uh, yeah, I, I think since doing the FKT on that trail, uh, every 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 trail that I'll probably hike after this, um, I'll just think, man, this is this is nowhere near as rugged as what I remember <laughs> on some of those long days in the HHT. I actually just um, did a section hike of the Ozark Highlands Trail. Um, you know, perspective. Yeah. Perspective is everything. So one of the guys that we went on was like, Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty rocky. Uh, and, and the other guy that, that, that I was with was like, no dude, um, it, 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 it's, it's a cakewalk. Um, based, (laughs) you know, obviously I'm based on people's perspectives and, and, and he was totally right. I'm like, there's just, um, now that's the only trail that I've really been on. I took a few months off of hiking, but, uh, but it reminds me, I'm like, man, this is just nothing on, on the SHT but yeah it was tough I remember at the very end I'm like uh I am never going to attempt an FKT on this trail again
0: yeah I, I remember you, I remember you so saying that dude and I was actually gonna ask that question a little a little later on you, you I remember at one point you said um you, you said that you like you were in too deep at this point like you were gonna finish and you did but that if you weren't able to finish you didn't think you'd probably ever attempt it again <laughs> did I get that yeah. correct
1: yeah. You got that correct. I, I mean, I had a bunch of issues in the very beginning mistakes that I made. Like I didn't have a freaking water bottle split slid out of my, <laughs> it was like the first my, thing you said, pack. I was like,
0: Holy shit. That's, yeah.
1: that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, talk about panic, you know, sitting at the top of the 270 overlook. Uh, and then, and then one of my trekking poles broke, uh, and it was just probably a, it definitely a poor gear choice. Uh, that, that, that I, that I had on, on that, but, uh, I think the combination of only hiking with one trekking pole and doing the miles that I was doing, uh, definitely led to, uh, issues with my, with my right leg and, uh, my, my feet, especially my left toe, my, my toenail I'm looking at it right now is about <laughs> three quarters on. Finally, I lost my toenail, but, uh, my feet were so freaking beat and ripped and broken from, from kicking all of these rocks and stumps and roots. Uh, it was brutal, man. Like that was the hardest part is like, I, I, I'm not one that, that takes any medication to dull pain. So like on the AT, I think I took eight ibuprofen the entire time. And I did that trail hundred days. I mean, it was pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, normally whenever I'm on a trail, I always bring a, uh, you know, like four or five, just in case I never take it every, every day I was taking like, uh, maybe six to, to seven, whatever the max <laughs> you can take. Um, <laughs> Uh, just, just to be able to go to sleep at night and, and have the pain at a manageable level, Mm -hmm. uh, to, to be able to get four hours of sleep. I mean, it was, my feet were just torn up. Uh, now if, if I went a week earlier, I think it would have been probably a little different, uh, in in the sense that I don't think I would have been, I I would, I would have been able to see the trail. I would have been able to, uh, you know, kind of strategically place my feet, most of the time yeah. and avoid some of the the rocks and stumps and things that i that i kicked but uh but it's it's over it's in the past uh i hope someone uh goes and, and beats my record i want to be uh, i want to definitely be on the fan club uh, and help whoever i can uh because that's what juice did for me uh and uh i i think it's just kind of cool that you know when when you do something like this like you're forever etched in in that trail at at some moment in time. And, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are like, I don't want my record beat. I'm like, I hope, he, I hope whatever, you know, what I showed them, the things that I can do to help someone else will help them persevere and, and, and be able to beat my record. So I don't, I don't really care about records. It's more about the challenge for me. And it's, it's about, uh, proving to myself that I can do it. And also seeing what my limit was. And I think, I think I was getting really close to my limit when I was like five or six days into, uh, that trail.
0: Mm-hmm. Dude, that that's so crazy. Yeah. And I, I've talked to other people, not a ton of people, but a couple other people who have either done FKTs or attempted FKTs. And that's one thing I've noticed is people who do that stuff, um, like I said, it's kind of a, not a foreign concept to me, but not something I'm involved in. And the people who do that, like they're so supportive of each other. Like I've heard of multiple instances of a current record holder helping somebody else beat their own record helping them with information and and i think that's i think that's so awesome i gotta say i don't know if i would i don't know if i'd be able to do that like not that i like i don't know if i was if i was ever able to get an fkt i don't know if i would be excited to have somebody break it but then again i also will never have an fkt so i probably shouldn't even talk about that dude let's um let's well, go back you, to
1: you, you you before before you move on i mean you, you never know i mean like i i think when you look at so one of the things that Drove me to was I thought the same thing about myself. Uh, I you know I uh, I'm definitely not an uh, ultra marathon runner. Which a lot of a lot of times these yeah, guys that are setting yeah. these records are are just super trim. I'm not trim. You know they're used to running these these hundred k races. Uh, I've ran a handful of marathons, but uh, I'm not an ultra marathon runner. Uh, so I I I think the advantage that you get. So with doing it unsupported, I, I I it's kind of a hybrid of uh ultra marathon running and, and long distance hiking. And uh I, I think the advantage that uh that that that, that kind of comes into play when you're doing unsupported hikes is a, a lot of people uh that do these multi, uh these ultra marathon runs, uh these runners, excuse me. Uh, their bodies start breaking down if they, if they try to do what they normally do in these races after two or three days. And they just don't know how to deal with that. Uh, And uh, I I think that's kind of where some of the folks that have a lot of experience in long distance hiking uh, can kind of have an advantage. But for me, you know, it's, I might not be the fastest hiker in, in the world. I'll hike extra miles, but uh, from a standpoint of uh, being mentally prepared, I don't think, I've ever been more mentally prepared for anything than when I, when I did this. And I think that just really, that plays a huge role. I mean, there's a physicality point. Um, and as you could probably look back to Kyle on your AT through, I like, there's so much of a mental piece. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, on these F- FKTs, they're the same thing. It's, it's all about mental. It's all about how you're tricking yourself. I mean, I was by day five, I was like literally having long conversations with myself, <laughs> you know, uh, and 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 i am sure people heard me and probably thought i was like a lunatic or something but um but anyway i i think honestly like so many people out there can do a lot more than than they than than they think uh and and i i think i'm proof of that i mean i i if you just look at the way that i hike and you uh look at um my lack of athletic if that's if I said that word right I I should not have been able to compete but but yeah I just um I you can put anything that you put your mind to or do anything you put your mind to and 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 I think this is an example of that so
0: dude I I think that's so awesome and I, I do want to get back to some of the uh like the trail info stuff in a second but honestly just since since we're talking about it now I know you had attempted the FKT before and failed is that correct so can you just talk that is, about that yeah. a little bit? I didn't get a chance to watch uh to watch that video. Yeah, so, um...
1: yeah. F- failure, failure is at, at least for me. I think failure is the best recipe for success. I learned so much in failure. I've made so many mistakes in my life, both uh, professionally and and personally. And uh, I, I think what I learned on my failure and my first attempt really drove me on how I was able to persevere on my, my second attempt. So what really came down to it on my first attempt, I, I was actually ahead of the of, of the uh, record holder, which uh, his name is Mike Ward. Uh, he's a, a big uh, ultra marathon runner and, and own, kind of owns SHT up there. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, by the way, he's got a website, uh, mikeward.cool. I'll just put a quick plug in. If you need to figure out any distance or section hikes or through hikes, you got to check his website out. This His distance calculator helped me in so many different ways. Nice. And every other person that set records on that trail or hikes that trail. So, um, but yeah, that's awesome. But anyway, uh, I made a really poor gear choice. I was so, I, I thought that it, I could have an advantage of just having a really ultralight setup uh, to be able to, to help me set this FKT. And mm-hmm. I decided to go, rather than a... Uh, a rain shell to go with more of a wind shell because uh, it was the middle of July. I'm like, it doesn't get that cold in Minnesota, and I and I definitely uh, made a misstep and and did not. I, I took I took the sht for granted. I mean, the weather can change so freaking fast. I the first four days on that trail, it was like 80s, mid 80s every day. It was so hot. Uh, it was it was it was tough, and it went from like 85 or 86 one day to 52, uh, and, and just below 52 the following day. And it was pouring rain wet. Mm. Uh, I was basically in a hypothermic situation and I, I just decided that it just wasn't worth putting myself in that I wasn't injured. Uh, so I made the responsible decision of, of getting off and, and, and not trying to push it and, and possibly put myself in, in a bad, in a bad position. So, but, but I, I learned so much from that. And uh, just like everything else in my life, I I learn everything from from my mistakes, and I, I make a lot of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude, that's that's so crazy, man. Yeah, I've I've been in well, not not in the position of trying to set an FKT, but I I've been in the uh, the um bordering hypothermic state before as well. Um, again, conditions are pretty similar up here in Vermont, so it's good that you made that call. I've I've called uh, hikes short before for that same reason. So so it's 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 good that you made that call. Even in July though, I feel like low fifties for even in July that's 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 pretty cold. But um dude, yeah. So it, incredible it felt
1: like it was it felt like it was freezing or or below with, with the wind and mm-hmm. with the rain and the wet. I mean it, it was it was frigid. Uh but you know, I, I think that also gave me a different perspective on advice I give to through hikers. I mean, you just never know what can happen from one week uh, to the next? Like one thing that, that I always carry with me, it really doesn't matter. The seasonality is I always bring uh, a, a jacket. Um, even, even yeah. if the low is call to be 60 degrees or 65 degrees. I mean, you just never know. Uh, but, but there's, there's this balance between uh, being ultralight, uh, being comfortable and this whole safety element. I, I'm, I'm not willing to uh, sacrifice the, the safety piece. Uh, to be able to, you know, meet this equation or make this equation work with the ultra right piece and the comfort piece. Uh, I did on that and that's why I, I, I failed or, um, the big reason why I failed on that, but, uh, it just really taught me just about that delicate balance and how important, uh, some of these items are with, uh, being able to, you know, keep, keep safe. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think a lot of hikers, uh, just try to push, push the, push the uh, scales too much and and, and cut every single gram. And it may, maybe it works, maybe it works, but, uh, I'm just not willing to sacrifice, uh, the safety piece, uh, on that. I think it's a balance.
0: I agree, man. I, I always carry a jacket as well. I had a down jacket my entire AT through hike. And I certainly felt like a fool for it when I was hiking through Virginia in July, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I probably, honestly, I probably could have ditched it then. But if I was, if I was up North, even during the summer, you know, up here in Vermont, certainly I, I always have it on me, even if it's a, even if it's the middle of the summer. So, and same with a yeah, rain jacket well, as well.
1: Makes It makes a great uh, part of a uh, pillow or I actually use exactly. it a brown. around. Honestly,
0: dude, I'm yeah. pretty sure I use my down jacket for a pillow even more than I used it for an actual down jacket on my AT3. Yeah. So that's yeah. funny. That's funny, dude. Um, Okay, you might have mentioned this a second ago. In case I missed it, how far in were you when you bailed that first time? Uh, let's see.
1: I, I was at the Split Rock Loop, and I think that was about 160 or 170, 160-something in. So roughly
0: little bit, a little bit over halfway, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was like 60% in or something like that, mm-hmm. like uh, 55% in. Yeah. Yep. And, and yep. I think it, it was day five. I got gotcha. you. So,
0: and yeah. how did it feel passing through there on the second attempt, knowing you were gonna oh, get going to
1: Oh, man. Stoked. Stoked. I bet, Even yeah. though I was hurting, even though I was hurting, because that was when I was starting to get some issues with my with my right leg. Uh, it was just a morale booster. I mean, I knew that, obviously, I mean, it was I, – I not only got past that point, but I got past that point. Uh, it, it was probably – I probably shaved off a, a day from where I was – or maybe, uh, maybe it was – Twelve or thirteen hours. I got there much faster this time, but uh, yeah, it just—it was a big morale boost for me. Honestly, like uh, even if I didn't make it, I, I made it further, and um, I think that just—those are things that just play in, into the mind, into the the mental game uh, when when you're doing any of these things. And and I just use that as as fuel for, yeah, for I mean, the last 140, 130, whatever it is from there.
0: Makes a lot of sense. I just you know. <laughs> I remember you you had mentioned it real quick in the video, and I was like, "Damn, that must uh, that must feel pretty good." So, so let's totally. talk about uh, let's talk about camping. So, this is one thing I always like to to hear about when I'm learning about new trails. So, if I understand correctly, there are established campsites along the trail, but there's no like actual shelters. Is that correct?
1: Uh, there actually is one. I think there might be one shelter. Okay, cool. But I don't, i am not it's it's right by a Lutzen mountain, uh, that I, 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 it's part of a, of a, of a hiking club and I'm not sure if they're really accommodate to, to through hikers. It's Uh, it's a lean tube. Yeah. But, um, yeah, for the most part, yeah, it's, it's, it's all designated campsites. Uh, the, the average campsite is probably four four miles maybe. Uh, now there are some stretches that, that are, are longer than that, but, uh, each each campsite is going to be equipped with a, a ranger box or a latrine, um, and uh, usually it's got a couple of spots to, to 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 throw down. But yeah, it I, I don't think for most people that are through hiking that trail until you get to the last section, the Duluth section, uh, I, the logistics of it is is not a big deal from a camp spot standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, now, depending on how you know, your level, the level of experience that people have hiking that trail. I know that one of the issues, the first 51 or two miles from the start of the 270 overlook, which is on the northbound side, uh, until the, um, mountain, which is where you get off to go down to basically like your first resupply, which is called a, a town called Grand Marais. It'll be the second biggest town that you'll kind of, uh, squeak past besides Duluth. Um, I think, some people might have issues trying to get through there if they're not able to do 10 mile days and stuff like that. Uh, But, um, but yeah, I, I I think um, logistically it's, it's not too bad. There's uh, options for you out there. They got some great uh, shuttle services up there. Uh, One, one person I would highly recommend is going through Harriet for shuttle services. Not only is she uh, usually a little bit better priced than the superior hiking shuttle, but she has so many stories. She is a freaking character. <laughs> She's hilarious. She actually lives in Grand Marais. So uh, anyone that's in the northern half of the trail, I'd highly recommend going through Harriet to uh, for their shuttle services. So
0: so I guess while we're kind of talking about shuttles, another thing that would relate would be resupply. So this is obviously another huge, huge factor in planning a thru-hike. So I know you would mentioned that there was a number of spots, um, of course, and it also goes through... Duluth which I love saying Duluth that just rolls off the tongue so well but um yeah resupply so obviously there's shuttle services as we just established there what about people like me who don't like to pay for shuttles and I don't have to can you can you hitchhike um how far away on average are the towns can you just talk about the uh the resupply a little bit please
1: yeah, so the the average resupply. Uh, so the the first the first resupply between the, the two seventy overlook and Pincushion is about fifty something miles. Um, after after that, um, you you're uh, the, the the next there, there there are state parks that you go through. So there are ways to be able to uh, get to I guess you know certain certain towns. Um, I'm actually gonna pull up a map as, as we talk because I don't sure, sure. I don't wanna I don't wanna miss something. Um, Sometimes when you talk about trails and stuff, things get uh, you kind of, you know, messed up with with other
0: trails. So yeah, dude, um, I feel that for especially all the trail tails. Yeah, trail tails Well, <laughs> trail towns kind of kind of blend together. So I definitely, yeah. I definitely feel that.
1: Yeah. So I think most people, um, kind of the staples uh, of where they're probably going to resupply, definitely Grand Marais. Um, uh Some people might go up into uh Lutzen. I think they got a little um, place that you actually can eat up in Lutzen. Wait, what was what was the town uh, called? Uh well this is not a town, it's a mountain. It's a ski resort it's called oh, okay. Lutsen. L-U-T-S-E-N. <laughs> I think very they got like, a like Minnesota sounding
0: name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they
1: they uh they have a ski lift I think that actually will take you up there right off the trail if you take um take a side trail uh out there so so you you can get something to eat if you want. Um but beaver Beaver Bay is as another, um, another trail town that uh, uh, is going to be kind of a, a staple for a lot of people to to resupply Beaver Bay is a maybe half a mile off of the trail. Um, the only the only town that really is on the trail that 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 you'll resupply is Duluth everything else you do have to do a little bit of a walk I think I think Grand Marais might be about a mile or 1.2 miles um, Beaver Bay is an easy half mile walk. Everything else would probably be a hitch. Uh you you do go through right before Beaver Bay. Um you'll go through a town called Silver Bay. You'll walk past uh uh an actual um not an inter- interstate but a county road. I, I've never been in a Silver Bay, so honestly I don't you know there's probably some little places that you can go and, and resupply in there. But I would recommend just pushing to Beaver Bay. It's only about fifteen miles down the trail. Okay. Um with with it being closer. But but, but um, the distance now between uh, Silver Bay and Grand Moray, though, is, is probably a good maybe just under 100 miles. So so it, it is going to be, for, for some people, um, might be a little stiff depending on what mileage that they do. And they might have to get off the trail and, and hitch. I will tell you that um, hitching for, uh, for people is not – if they've done any long-distance hiking on the, the three big trails – uh, it, it's kind of a crap shoot. I mean, oh, you, really? people aren't, people aren't used to, uh, picking up someone and, and bringing them somewhere, unless if they are an actual hiker. So, uh, now there is a, a shuttle service called superior shuttle, I think. Uh, and, and they actually have a trail schedule that they have that runs weekends. Um, and I think during the summer they might run some weekdays, but for the most part it runs Friday, Saturday, Sundays. And you can uh, get on a schedule to, to be picked up somewhere and then brought somewhere and then back. Uh, they basically go all the way from uh, Gooseberry Falls to Grand Marais, I believe, and then, then back down to Gooseberry Falls. Uh, but uh, be- besides um, going through uh, Beaver Bay, there's another town called Two Harbors. Uh, Two Harbors is going to- definitely a hitch. Uh, from the closest point, you'd probably have to go down uh, I, 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 can't remember what the name of the wayside is that you'd take, um, to there's a every side trail is called a spur trail okay. on the superior hiking trail. So you take a spur trail out to, uh, basically the, um, in, uh, highway 61, which is the uh, interstate, uh, that, or the county road that, uh, runs along the North shore. Uh, but I think that one's about a 15 mile hitch to get into to two harbors if if you if you that would be your best way is to uh, take us the spur trail down to the wayside again i can't remember what the wayside is but if you did any research you'd be able to know what i'm talking about uh but i would definitely recommend unless if you're you know trying to do this trail in like you know 10 days or something definitely recommend to go into harbors two harbors has kind of similar to grand Marais, a really small town feeling they uh there's probably actually more places to eat in two harbors than there is in Grand Marais. Uh, Grand <laughs> Marais is just kind of more well-known, uh, more established, I guess. But uh, there's a McDonald's in two harbors as well. So you got you got a McDonald's. It's the only nice. McDonald's <laughs> that you'll hit until you get to Duluth. So that is always a big plus. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay. So Grand Marais, uh, Silver Bay, Beaver Bay, two harbors, and then the last big one would be Duluth. Now, now besides those those five cities, um, Duluth, like I said, you're, you're going to literally walk through, like, I remember there, when I, right before you rock, walk through the Rose garden, which is maybe like a mile before you get to the lake walk, the famous wake lock, uh, lake walk that's in downtown Duluth. I literally could throw a rock to the parking lot of uh, a big grocery store over there. Oh, that you nice. walk right by. So that's, that's perfect. That's where I'd resupply if I was going through Duluth. But, um, but besides the, those five towns that you could do some resupplying, you also go through so many different state parks and, uh, the, the, the big, uh, state parks, which is gooseberry falls, split rock, uh, and Teddy Gooch, uh, they, they have, if, if you want to, uh, go off course a little bit and go up to their visitor centers, they, they do it, uh, have some, you know, things, some snacks and things like right, that. You can get. Right. Uh, the best, um, the, the best one is actually, uh, I don't know how good split rock is anymore, but, uh, Teddy Gooch and, and gooseberry, you definitely can get score some you know good options if you just want uh, something to eat real quick and you're running low, or you want a bunch of junk food or something like that. So, <laughs> um, but but I, I haven't stayed. I've only stayed at maybe like the two or two different state parks along the North Shore, uh, and uh, most of all those places have like you know just little offices that have candy bars and things like that on there. So, um, and and some of them might even have like a little place to get a burger. So you definitely have some different other options as, as well. Uh, I think the people that probably struggle are the ones that are doing like seven or eight mile days because right, they're yeah. carrying a lot of food to get some of these resupplies, or or they have to, you know, make a, a big hitch, or maybe even a, arrange a, a food drop. Uh, you can there is some services that you can arrange a food drop and things of that nature. But uh, but I, I think if you do your research logistically, you can make everything work out. Uh, and 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 if and if you're able to be hiking more of like you know closer to the 15 miles a day, uh, you shouldn't have any issues of ever having to carry probably more than five days worth of food.
0: Dude, you're laying it all out. I love that. Sometimes when I ask people that question, and to be fair, it was a pretty open-ended question, they'll just be like, "Yeah, there's there's places. You know, it's it's easy to resupply." But you you went into detail there. I love that shit, man. I think this is <laughs> going to be a, a good resource for anybody who's planning a through hike of the. Uh, the SHT, um, I guess uh, we're getting towards the end, we'll, we'll get into your story in a second, but um, one of the last uh, important things, I guess, um, people who are looking to hike this trail, I guess people in the early stages of planning for this trail would wonder about would just be, um, resources for planning, I guess. So things like guidebooks, and I know you mentioned that website a few minutes ago, um, any like yeah. forums or groups you're aware of, Gee, I'm just, what are the, what are the best resources for folks who are looking to, uh, uh plan this hike?
1: Yeah. So, uh, the Superior Hiking Trail has a, a great association that manages the trail. Uh, if they go to superiorhiking.org, you can just Google Superior Hiking Trail it'll guide you to that. Uh, that, that's a great resource. It's going to give you, um, you know, a lot of the stuff I talked about, you know, recommendations for, uh, hiking, resupplying section hikes, uh, it, it, where you can get the maps. You know, the one, one of the downfalls of, of this trail is, uh, they, they still have paper maps, uh, for some people, they absolutely love that. Um, for people like me, you know, I, I also love to have something like gut hooks app, uh, and, uh, they, they have not, uh, my understanding is got hooks wanted to cooperate with them, but, um, they just is couldn't, couldn't come to terms. So you do have to purchase their, their maps, uh, through them. They're like $1.95. There's, I think six different maps. Um, there's also some Facebook groups that you can get on. Uh, I, I can't, uh, I can't think of what the names of, uh, I know there's an ultra, um, upper merit, uh, Yeah. Upper Midwest runners, something like that, that talks a lot about the spear hiking trail. A lot of the people that run up there, okay. uh, joined that group. Uh, I just can't remember what the other Facebook group, uh, was. I actually got kicked off of it because I posted a video of mine <laughs> that I was doing about the trail and I, I had affiliate links in there and, and, and the dude kind of threw a stink and I just told him, well, just remove me. I don't, you know, uh, whatever. I, I, I don't want to cause issues with other people saying that you allowed me when you, uh, other people, but, uh, Besides that, yeah, the I, I tell you, I used Mike Ward's website, mikeward.cool. I used it all of the time. I mean, it, it, it's so great to be able to, you get to see uh, the distance between uh, between trailheads and the distance between each campsite. So when you are kind of planning logistically, you know, kind of how you want to, I guess, logistically put your your uh, your hike together where you want to stay. I mean, that is such a solid option. You do have cell phone service. The, the first 52 miles of the trail is really sketchy there. They're there. Uh, I think the first, uh, 30 or 40 miles until you hit, uh, Oh, it, it has devil's kettle. I forgot, I think it's, um, I can't remember the name of the state park. Actually, I'll just, I'll just make stuff up, but, uh, your first state park. Uh, I think it was, uh, right before that I got cell phone service for the first time. So it's a good 30 something miles in there. And I, I had Verizon, so if that matters, but, um, what I would do a lot of times on the trail is anytime I got service, uh, when, when I was kind of figuring out, cause my plans obviously change, Like a lot of people's plans change based on mileage and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I would, I would, I would have, I would get on his website and kind of figure out, okay, how many more miles to this, this next, uh, hiking, uh, campsite, every campsite has a name. So uh you are uh you know you start to kind of get used to what some of the names are and uh get a feeling of like where they where they fall but uh yeah great great resource i thought that was actually probably the most helpful resource that i used when i was planning my fkt or even just planning section hikes was was using that to figure some of that stuff out
0: so awesome man awesome and i guess the last uh, another another logistical thing too which i don't think sounds like it's much of an issue on this trail but uh water but uh, I, I'm assuming if you're near a lake, it can't be a very dry trail. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, so you, you're, you're, you're only going to walk actually like on the lake two different times at probably like four miles that you'll be on actual Lake Superior. But water is, not, is really a non, non-issue. I've never had an issue between water supply points. On average, you're probably walking past a water source uh, that you can drink out of every mile. Uh, that, okay. uh, you know, and, and, but the, the problem is for some hikers is that, um, some of them are going to be like, uh, bo- not, not bogs, but, um, very small lakes or, or, uh, parts where a beaver has built a dam and and it's just, you know, kind of na- the nasty sort of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah swampy water that, that a lot of people probably will be turned off on. Uh, and, and a lot of that water has a lot of iron in it too, so it's not going to be the greatest for your filter so i always try to avoid those if i could Uh, not because i didn't want to drink it but i just wanted to save my filter um but uh yeah water water is a is pretty plentiful throughout the entire trip
0: nice man well dude we're getting towards the end here um i gave you a very minimal heads up but still a little bit of a heads up i always like to own up when i when i don't remind people about the stories at the end but uh did you have a chance to uh come up with something
1: Yeah. I mean, I have lots of stories from, from the trail and uh, one that probably didn't talk about um, a a ton is a mistake that I made on, on the John Muir trail. It it is on, on one of my videos, uh, a very little small piece of it, but uh, I was uh, hiking. I was probably halfway through my hike. I, I, I know it was probably a good 20 miles before you hit Muir trail ranch, MTR which is kind of the halfway point of, of, of the JMT. And uh, I went in September. So that time of year, there's really no snow left. Well, we started to get into some of the passes that did have some snow and I've never glissated before. And I was hiking with uh, a couple, or I know it was at least one uh, PCT through hiker that uh, flipped and went northbound, skipped the Sierra, and then came back and was hiking southbound in the Sierra that was, you know, going the same direction I was going. Anyway, but he was talking about all these great glissades he did. I'm like, oh, there's this, there's this glissade uh, that we could do that's right off the trail. I want to do this. I want you to film me. Um, I've never done one before. This is gonna be a lot of fun. He's like, all right, dude, yeah, let's do it. So uh, it, um, you know, it was a, a very small uh, glissade, I, I would say maybe a good 20 feet or 25 feet. And uh, so I, 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 I walk up, the, uh, the, it wasn't even a trail, but, uh, but I walked up the, 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 little pass and, uh, started to, uh, get in position. They start filming. And, uh, so got on my butt and, uh, and I started going in, in the first 10 feet. Uh, it was great. I was having fun. And other people have glissaded in this because you could see their butt prints and they probably they're probably doing right. the same thing that I was doing. Well, uh, because of how late it was in the year and it was late in the afternoon the uh, snow starts to get really icy and it's almost hard. And uh, I I hit a bump. And instead of shooting me down the rest of the tracks that followed the rest of this, uh, you know, small little hill that was on a mountain, uh, it shot me off of the other side (laughs) that literally was, um, I I, I don't know how steep, maybe like, uh, I don't know, 30%, 40% grade, it was steep as heck. And when it shot me off there, Um, I mean, it, it it wasn't like a free fall, but sure as heck felt like a free fall. If you look at my JMT, uh, video, um, it's like second or third one in the series, you'll see what I mean. But, but, uh, I was going straight towards this boulder field and, uh, and, and I mean, I was going to hit it in like a quarter of a second. So like, there's no time to think. And if I would have, uh, what what I thought is if I would have kept my legs pointed out, I have a good chance I might break a leg and, and then I'm absolutely screwed. So I, I lifted up my legs and I, um, I was heading towards this boulder that was probably the size, uh, of a, of a, of a, of a small bear. I mean, it was, it was ginormous, mm-hmm. um, for, for, for a boulder that I was about to hit. Uh, so I, I lifted my legs up like I was taking a poop and I, uh, went right into it and I hit it with my ass Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the guy that was filming was they're all like, oh my God, are you okay? And, you know, I'm trying to be tough and I'm like, oh yeah, 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 sure. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, and I, uh, I, I got up and I was kind of limping and it honestly felt like I broke my ass. I thought my ass was completely broken (laughs) and, uh, more than knocked, uh, knocked the wind out of me. It definitely knocked, I think anything that was planning on coming out of my butt in the next 24 hours, it pushed it back up. And, uh, I, uh, the next day I, 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 was able to take a picture of it and I, I don't know, I had a bruise, probably the size of a football that was right on my ass cheek and it hurt so freaking bad. But anyway, um, that was my first time I ever glissaded and it was a really bad experience. Definitely check out that JMT video. Cause it, uh, it was, it was scarier, a lot scarier than, than, uh, then you might even show on there. But, uh, my second glissade that I did was on the, uh, the TMB, the tour of Mont Blanc. And it was probably a good, I don't know, 150 foot glissade. It was like oh, the damn. funnest thing that I've ever done. Yeah. We, we were up in the high, uh, the high route on the, up in the Alps. And, uh, it was, it was about as safe of a glissade that you can get. And it was a blast. So, uh, I, I, I definitely will be doing them. I'm just a lot more careful where I pick to do them. It was just a bad choice, but yeah. So that's kind of a cool little, uh, thing that i did that uh, made a huge mistake and could have costed me my through like the gmt but (laughs) impossible your ass yeah and yes absolutely yeah it was uh it was tough man
0: (laughs) well I'm, i'm glad you're okay at first when you started talking about glissading i thought it was gonna be like a fun story and then i was like oh that's actually pretty sketchy so i'm glad to hear that you made it out okay um that's good. That's good. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, man. Why don't you go ahead and just plug uh, your channel and any links, social media, all that stuff you want people to go check out? Sure.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, the uh, My YouTube channel is called Follow Bigfoot. All my social media platforms is Follow Bigfoot, uh, Instagram, and, and Facebook. Um, uh, I do have a website, uh, followbigfoot.com, but actually someone went in and hacked it, Oh, really? Uh, in my, yeah, in, in my kind of, uh, I guess my six month or five month break, I, I got a, a notification that my password had been changed, uh, and I didn't authorize it. So I got on there. By the time I got on there, uh, everything was gone and, and I couldn't, um, I couldn't, I actually didn't, didn't take it seriously at first. And someone emailed me the next day and said, Hey, what happened to your website? Uh, Cause I thought it was like spam mail or something. So yeah, yeah. I went on there and, 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 uh, by the time I was actually able to get into it, everything was gone and damn, that sucks, haven't... man. Yeah. So I just, I, I haven't had the chance to put everything back up and, uh, but I, I will have my website back up and going at some point in time. I might just pay someone to do it. Cause there's a lot, a lot of other people that do that stuff for a living way more smarter and uh, know <laughs> how to do it than I
0: yeah, did. Yeah. I did. I did the trail tales one on myself. It's a lot of work for sure.
1: <laughs> oh Yeah 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 it is especially when i mean you're a software designer right so you you're you're this is what you do uh this is definitely not what i do uh it's a steep learning curve for me
0: (laughs) yeah it was it was a lot for me too and you know i'm a programmer so it is tough anyways dude um thank you so much man i really appreciate it and thank you to everybody listening have a good one thanks guys